Hey there, Donut Lovers. Welcome back. This week, we spoke about why the scales aren't everything. Now, weighing yourself shouldn't be a scary thing, and we dive headfirst into this subject. However, we also give you the alternatives and speak about how we put measuring progress into our clients' programs. As always, we're rating our donuts and we're having a laugh too. So if you like the episode, then please like, subscribe and give us five stars. Hey Jake, how are you? Hey Haley, I am good. Um, so, oh, I'm trying. I'm trying not to laugh coming into this podcast, but basically, you don't even know this. I've been trying to act moody the whole time we've been on Zoom, so that I could play Whoa, this joke, <laughs> and it just hasn't worked out. <laughs> so, basically, like, what? For anyone that doesn't know, well, no one knows. I don't know why I said that. Me and Haley jump on Zoom for a little bit. We have a little catch up and we just discuss how we're going to start the podcast. And basically, today's podcast is on scales and how they're not everything. And I was trying to act upset so that you'd be like legit concerned on the podcast and be like, Jake, what's up? And then, and then I'll go, I put on a kilo of weight today. <laughs> Because I legit put on a kilo of weight and I thought it would be a great segment into the podcast, but it did not work because I couldn't keep um, a serious face. <laughs> no, you couldn't keep a serious face. And I, you could have acted moodier. Yeah, I know, but I didn't want to act too moody because like you came on really happy when we first started chatting. And then I didn't want to come on and be like such a grumpy shit because you were like in a really good mood. And I thought, oh, I can't affect her mood for the podcast. Oh, that was the dumbest start. Sorry, guys. This has been a complete um, random start, but <laughs> fuck me. I was trying to... Yeah, it was just was so funny, funny in my head. It was so funny in my head because I could I just picture... About... I was going to try and start crying, but I couldn't. And then you... Were... I knew you'd be like, Jake, what's up? Like, are you okay? <laughs> uh, apart yeah, from that, guys, though, I'm before... actually great. Yeah, but it, this took... So I wondered what was going on because it took us three times for me to say, hi, guys. I was like, this never happens. What is going on? So I know. Oh, oh so dumb. I'm actually so good, though. I just um, did my first bike ride in, I don't know, like over a year um, because of my back. Um, so I know on the last podcast, we mentioned at one point that the the triathlon is off. I can't run at the moment. So... Um, I guess I'll bring it up now that I, at some point this year, I'm going to have to have back surgery. And that, that just means that the, the triathlon can't happen. I've been told that I can't run because potentially is a risk that it could make my back even worse or give me like, I don't know, really bad injuries. So I've stopped running. We can't train for the triathlon, which is really annoying because we were both quite buzzed about that, but it will still happen. We will Next still year. do the triathlon. Yeah, it will just be pushed back a year. But on the good side of things, I have managed to ride today. And I was, I'm going to say virtually pain-free because I was in pain for a bit of it. But it wasn't like, it wasn't like serious pain where I should stop. So that's some progress. And just riding that's in the wicked. rain is quite fun. Like when you know you're coming home to get dry, it's quite fun. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, like when I, because I went for another run today to get this cheeky little donut and 
when I set off, it just started spitting. And I was thinking to myself, oh, it's going to chuck it down. And it started getting heavier as, as I was near the shop. But it's actually really nice running in the rain. Yeah. At first, when you set off in it, you're like, oh. But when you're actually running and you're super hot and you get like, it's actually really nice, I think. And you know, you come back and like you take a shower and then getting cl- clean clothes. You just feel so fresh. Yeah. Like there's nothing, there's no fresher feeling than when you're like really dirty and wet and then you get in the shower and then you're like fully clean. It's like a different type of clean. Right, it's re- yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> and I sat and had my lunch and I was like, mm. Yeah, exactly. I just, it puts me in a good mood. I don't know what it is, but um, yeah. How are you? Besides your Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I'm really good. I had an absolute win today. So I did exactly the same run as as I did last week to the um to the nest, to the old donut shop. And um Or the, the new donut I shop. I beat my time. I beat my time. And I haven't I haven't done any runs in between. So let me just get up exactly what I got. So this week I did it in twenty six minutes and six seconds. Wow. King. That was like a minute quicker. That's like a whole minute quicker. Yeah, right? I know. Uh, where's all my things gone? Mm, sounds like a lie to me. If it's not on your phone and it's disappeared. No, it is. It is. Mm. It is, guys. We all want proof. Ignore Jake. And then last week, I got, yeah, 27 minutes and one second. So yep. just shy of a nearly, minute. Yeah, nearly a minute. So I'm pretty impressed with that. That is awesome. And that is actually, Loki that is went on went on um, a walk at the weekend off the lead. Ooh. Is he, and we've been doing it ever since. He's so to good. Beha- behave himself now. Yeah, he's so good. And off the lead, his recall is brilliant. That's really good. That's what you want, isn't it? The only time it's a little bit it's a little bit iffy is when there's other dogs. We kind of have to put him on the lead at the moment. Um and then bikes, we just have to watch him because he kind of wants to chase the bikes. Oh, my God. Talking of bikes, I had... I, so, when you're on a bike, like I, I've got a road bike. It can go pretty fast. And, I don't know, today was my first day back on it, so I was going fast. Um, when I was going down the hill, I was in the like lowest gear, f- f- full-on pedaling. And I could see it was a country country road, uh, so there's like no pavement for people to walk on. I could see these people, this mum and daughter walking on the other side of the road and they, they were working on the other side of the road. So against traffic, although there was no cars, but like, obviously that's the side they should be on. And then they decided to cross over to the left side of the street, which is where I was cycling full pelt downhill in the rain. And they didn't even turn around and look. They, this little girl just walked across the road and the mum right next to her they didn't turn around to look if there was a car like obviously if it's a car you can hear but like you've got to just be aware like there could be a bike or even like modern day cars like teslas you can't hear them they're fucking silent i feel like i feel like it um, was mental people don't really take notice of cyclists they just kind of forget about them but it's it was a country road that the the speed limit is like it's ridiculous 60 miles an hour and i was full-on pedaling and i probably i slammed my brakes on both of them and my bike was like 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it obviously didn't make that sound because yeah. I'm not a car, but <laughs> it was like slipping. My back wheels were like slipping left and right. I nearly came off the bike and I must have stopped a meter away from them. And she was like, obviously straight away. She was just like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I think she was a bit shook up. But I was just like, Jesus Christ, if I was a car, I could have, they would have been. You'd have been, yeah. Yeah. Or if I was yeah, just a second mental. slower, obviously I've got like lightning reactions and I just slam my brakes on straight away. Oh, yes. Of course you have. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, like, oh my God, what the hell is wrong with people? Yeah, that's mental. It's ridiculous. Mm. People don't really look where they're going anymore. No. So again, second week in a row, I think we've had a, 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 a weird intro. Yeah. yeah we have and we go and we've kind of got too too much into the intro because we, we're completely off what we're going to be talking about so jake what is today's podcast today we are talking about why scales aren't everything mm-hmm. specifically the weight they? on the scales um <laughs> so yeah the, the actual scales definitely aren't everything but the weight on the scales whatever it says to you is not everything and they are easy to track. However, they can be super inaccurate. And there's lots of reasons for this. Um, but maybe we'll go into that later. But essentially, your weight can fluctuate quite a lot. So just measuring your body weight isn't always an accurate way of measuring progress. Um, and like I said, really early on, when I was trying to cry and it didn't work, my weight went up a kilo today. Like, And that's a massive amount. Like generally week on week i aim to lose about half a kilo and that's in a diet phase and my weight went up a whole kilo just from yesterday so or it was virtually a kilo just from yesterday so just tracking just body weight isn't a great idea so no, it's not, should we go through some some ways that maybe are more accurate or at least are better ways of tracking your progress. Yes. So starting with photos, I think photos are a brilliant one because maybe the best especially, one. Yeah, I think so. Because especially when you do them, if you, I know some people don't like doing it, but if you do them in just underwear or some little shorts and a sports bra or something, <laughs> but they are the best way because you can see absolutely everything. And if you do like a front one, a side one and a back one, you can see so much progress, especially yeah. if you're doing them like every, if you do, I have my clients usually do, if they do photos, I have them doing them every like four weeks. Okay. Yeah, and you can that's, see that's massive, massive differences in four weeks because as we were talking about the scales aren't everything like, sometimes the scales don't don't say any change at all but your body composition has changed dramatically and you'll mm-hmm. find that your waist has gone in your legs have tightened maybe a, a good one i always think is like especially on well not everyone but on most people is neck and face i think you can see massive differences in there mm-hmm. like so photos are an amazing way. Yeah, I think um, I think one of the things that I find frustrating sometimes with with clients is with everyone I'll say let's do progress photos and some people 
just don't want to do it. And now most people are fine. Like you, you explain to them the benefit and the reason why you should do a progress photo. But some people, I, I've had a couple of clients and still clients I work with now uh, that refuse to do them. And it can be a little bit frustrating because the concept of a progress photo can seem scary at the beginning, but trust me, like it pays off such big time because I have, I've had clients in the past that have lost nearly 20 kilos, but in their own head, they don't even think they've made any progress. Now, if you have a progress photo, it's so easy to, to see visually you look so different but in your head you might not think you look any different because the changes are so small and gradual but when you compare month on month and then six months compared to the beginning you will notice a massive difference so even someone that's lost weight on those scales that's like 20 kilos might not feel internally they don't feel any different because they might still be overweight but if you compare a photo there's no denying you look incredible compared to where you started yeah. yeah when you see like if you look in the mirror every day because this like you're looking every day you don't notice the changes as much but yeah you're right with the photos if someone said to me like if we took photos and someone tried to me oh i looked in the mirror today and i i'm really disappointed i don't look any different but we had them photos i'd be like uh Powerful. excuse me look at these and and yeah and they're so like the client then can't go, I've made no progress because the photos clearly show Mm -hmm. that you have. So it kind of helps them and helps them realize like, shit, I've actually done fucking awesome. So photos are number one. Then I think another one is measurements. I do think measurements are good too. Measurements measurements are good. They're probably the hardest. I think they're the one uh, that like the biggest effort so people don't bother to do them but they are really good because you've got to have someone else do your measurements mm-hmm. and you kind of need, you kind of need the same, like, I mean, you don't, but you kind of do, you need the same person to be doing your measurements every time. Cause they will kind of know where that, where they've measured you. If you get someone yeah. different, they might just do a different place or do you know what I mean? So measurements are great. You just got to make sure that you're not, um, you're not doing them in, such a different area of that specific body part yeah so i guess like a uh a similar one to measurements is like and it is a measurement still but like dress sizes or jean sizes yeah. for for guys and girls like for both if you change size in something it's almost like a measurement because if your waist is getting smaller and your jeans don't fit anymore and you've gone from a 36 inch waist to a 34 or 32 inch waist that's a like you'll notice that massive your trousers are falling down and you might get in trouble yeah, if that's they're, in public. They're not stay, you don't yeah, want that to happen. Them trousers aren't staying up. <laughs> so that's like um, you can that's an that's a it's not almost like you don't measure that, but that's a noticeable change, which is based on a measurement. So if you were to measure yourself constantly around the the waist or the thighs or whatever you want to measure, it's a really good way, an accurate way of seeing if something's changing because there are occasions where body weight doesn't change but physique changes massively and uh, less so in people that are trying to lose a lot of weight more so in people that are just trying to change their body composition a little bit 
Yeah. Um, sometimes sure. weight can stay the same, but you can look incredibly different. And that's, I guess, where I would say a tape measure is the best thing to, best time great, to use yeah. that. It's a great measurement. Um, I've had a few clients, uh, well, not a few, I've had a couple of clients that have been experiencing this recently. So their scales haven't changed much, but their measurements have changed and their photos, incredible difference. Yeah. And then they look at them photos and they're like, whoa. And it, then I get all like, ooh, excited and a little <laughs> bit teary. Um, but yeah, um, another way of measuring progress would be your training progress. So if you're obviously weightlifting, then maybe you're lifting heavier now than you were yep. a couple of months ago. If you're running, maybe you're running faster or running longer and things like that. So it, it's not just about obviously your, it's not just about your weight loss or weight gain. It's about your training. So mm -hmm. you can get excited about the progress in your training. And for me, if you focus all of your effort on your training rather than your weight loss or weight gain or whatever, if you focus on training, you're going to get the results you want at some point, but you do really quickly get immediate results of satisfaction because once you lift heavier, the amount of girls I train specifically that tell me they can't lift anymore on like a chest press or um a lap pull down and that i just can't get past this and uh, within a couple of weeks we'll like use little different techniques to try and like, up their weight maybe we'll do less reps and then they can do a few and they're like yeah but i'm not i can't i can't do it i'm only doing six reps and i'm like yeah six reps you've you've done it and then two weeks later they're on 10 reps again and they're like they can't believe how like the the happiness you get from lifting heavier is insane and then when, when you if you're tracking that rather than really stressing about your weight loss on a scale, like you are going to be so much happier when you, when you increase your strength than you are when you lose 0.5 of a kilo, which is like less than 1% for a lot of people. Yeah. 100%. When you put your focus into something that's exciting each week and then take your, your to like your complete focus off the scales, you'll all of a sudden look at the scales and be like, Whoa, like, cause you've, you've not been as stressed and focused on them. So you, cause you don't want it all in that you need excitement guys. Yeah. So we are going to later talk about how the scales are important, but, but for the moment it's, you need to take your, you, a lot of people get really, really scared and freaked out by their weight. And you really need to have a completely unemotional attachment to your weight. Your weight is a number and that's all it needs to be. And that's really good to say in theory, but you need to work on that relationship because if you start freaking out about your weight and obsessing over it, that's where the problems kind of come up. And that's, that's where and it can be a real negative experience. And things like stress does fluctuate the scales. Yeah. So yeah. like, like when you're more stressed, weirdly, the scales can change and go up. And then like, and we'll talk about it in a second when, um, but we'll talk about other reasons why the scales would fluctuate. But stress is, is one of them. Like you'll find that if you're, fi if you're going through a rough patch, you've got so much going on, 
you're, the scales are going to be different and that's okay. <laughs> Everyone needs to understand that that is, that is okay. That is so, yeah. that is normal. Doesn't mean that you've put on all this extra body fat. Doesn't mean nothing like that. Just Yeah, not at all. So, um, <laughs> oh no, go on. I was going to say the next one um, is mentality. If you have an increased or positive mentality in any kind of um, in any kind of way, so you are happier, confidence, more confident, any of those, that by by far outweighs your outweighs your weight, outweighs anything. That that's the most important thing because let's be honest, everyone goes and starts off their weight loss journey or their weight gain journey journey or whatever they're trying gurney. to do in the gym, gurney, um, whatever they're trying to do in the gym, they're generally it all starts because they're unhappy with their appearance and they're, they're unconfident. And even five years down into training, like we all have self-confidence issues in some regard. Um, you, it, it always starts with that as a major issue. And if you can work on that, and if you see progress in that, that's way more important than the weight loss because you only want weight loss or weight gain for a certain reason. But if you can find yeah. that, like if you can fix that, that reason or that happiness problem or, or any of those negative mentalities before you even reach your goal weight or, or goal, whatever it is you're looking for, then you've like, that's way more important than just yeah. a number on a scale. My favorite is like being a PT is when you start with a client and they come into the gym and you can tell they're nervous. They're like, they're, they're not, they're not standing tall. They're kind mm -hmm. of not talking that they're kind of talking really quietly. They're really nervous. They don't know where to stand. And then a few months down the line, you see them strutting in yeah. to the gym in this, in this awesome new gym outfit. Yeah. I was just about makeup to say that. On, like in a honestly in the, in the new gym it's, shark it's matching yeah matching outfit. In, in the new set and i mean it's incredible like that's one of my as a pt that's one of my favorite changes in a client is when yeah. i see them walking into the gym and they're like and they've got so much sass like so you and work, they, they come strutting in and oh, i love it you work mostly with women right yeah i kind of do a bit of both and with women, it's extremely noticeable. With men, it's not as noticeable. But trust me, when men go to a new gym, they are not confident either. Like if you think that men are going into a gym confident, they might put on that persona, but they are nervous. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of big guys in a gym. And although that can be intimidating for women, that can also be intimidating for men as well. So yeah, 100%. One thing for, for, for everyone going into a new gym or starting gym for the first time, it's nerve-wracking for everyone. So to see improvement in, in, in their confidence is, is a huge thing. And that always just falls into the rest of life. They'll go to work and be more confident. They'll go to parties and be more confident. And yeah, some of that's to do with their appearance, but some of it is just to do with like, Getting stronger and lifting weights just changes someone mentally. It, it really yeah. makes a change. I love it when you're like doing a session with a client and they their confidence has built up and they're like, can we try this? I'm like, even if it's, even if they ask the question and it's kind of not 
really in the program of what was planned, I'm still going to say, yeah, you've asked mm-hmm. to try it. Let's, and you're excited about it. Let's do it. Obviously if I knew it wasn't, if it was like too much for that person and it was going to like, obviously no, but if it's something that yes, I knew that they could do then yeah, 100%. If you're asking to try something, I'm not going to knock them back by saying no, I'm going to get them excited and they're going to try it. I, I love it when uh, clients kind of like ask, um, to do an exercise or can I do this? Or it's just brilliant. Confidence yeah. rising is brilliant. Um, another one would be, don't just focus on um, training and weight loss, would be your relationship with food. This is a massive one. I think like for me, this has definitely been my biggest win mm-hmm. at the moment, my biggest win. Like I, like a better relationship with food where you're not, where you don't think any foods are bad. You kind of have a balance of healthy eating. You know what to have in your meals and you can say yes to the donuts. You can say yes to a slice of pizza, to some drinks with friends without feeling guilt. That's, that is a win guys. That is a massive win. A hundred percent more, more important than a lot of the others as well. Um, I know I keep saying that, but I'm like, this is the most important one, but food relationships, mindset, strength and training progress and progress photos. All of those are so powerful. I think tape measures are useful, but it's not powerful in terms of the way the yeah. others are. Love that um, word. Powerful. Yeah. Powerful. I, but these things are life changing. Like I don't think people don't realize how much their life is going to change by making progress with these things like going to the gym and making progress rolls into every part of your life in a way that like i can't even emphasize and if you haven't felt that yet then maybe it's a good chance to maybe get a coach because they will help you reach goals that you you haven't got to yet but um and if you're someone that hasn't been to the gym i don't think anyone going into their like gym journey or whatever really understands how powerful it is and how it will affect the rest of their life. Totally agree. Totally Mm -hmm. agree. Before we try our donuts, I just want to talk about a few different reasons of why the scales can fluctuate. So obviously we spoke about stress, like stress is definitely something that can fluctuate the scales. And then something I'm experiencing at the moment is time of the month. So ladies, If you come to the time of the month and the scales go up by, I mean, Christ, they can go up by like 1.52 kilos while you're on your period. And even if you, even if you don't change anything that you're eating, so you don't go over calories and stuff, the scales can still go up that much when Mm -hmm. you're on your period. And that is exactly what I'm experiencing. Obviously I started my kind of little cut thing last podcast episode a week ago and then I came on my period and I've not seen a massive difference it just keeps going a little bit down a little bit up a little bit down and then a little bit more down a little bit up and every day is changing so time of the month does not mean you've put on body fat it just means Christ there's so much going on in your in your body that I mean there's more (laughs) 
I'm not going to go into it on here, but there's like, you've got, you've got different things going on. You've got bloating from losing blood. You've got, do you know what I mean? Everything. So the scales is changing. Another one is drinking water. If you get on the scales one, like one day and you've drank and you do it in the morning, you've drank no water. And then the next time you weigh yourself, if you drank a liter of water, you've got an extra liter of water in your body which is roughly equates to nearly a kilo, which is like double what you're trying to lose in a week. So like just one sit, one drink of water can, this is why with, with weighing yourself, we will go into this nearer the end. Um, you, there's a specific way I like to do it and you can't just weigh yourself randomly and, and, and use that data. It's so irrelevant to progress. Um, and one thing you touched on there is, is like, um, when it's your time of the month, like your weight can fluctuate. That's why it's really important to almost trust the process of a calorie deficit and not just change after a week. You need to give yourself a long amount of time to see if it's working. And also when it comes to, um, making progress, you kind of need to compare how your body reacted last month to this month because if it's that same time of the month if you're in like week three of january and week three of uh february so i couldn't remember the month after january you forgot like, your month you might notice that your weight jumps up at the same time period like three weeks later and or four weeks later i guess but that that's kind of useful information that you you want to to use you don't want to just be like oh last week i was this weight and this week i've gone up that means i'm getting fat and i need to eat less food yeah like periods make a massive difference and so does not going to the toilet this <laughs> is another one yeah if you if need a poo you, yeah if you basically if you haven't had a poo and you weigh yourself you've got all that poo in you so it's gonna it's more on the scales so yeah. make sure that when you're the ideal time you want to be weighing yourself is when is on a morning when you've had that morning poop yeah <laughs> i mean if you ever weigh yourself before a poop and after a poop you'll notice a difference for sure so, <laughs> but yeah yeah for I sure. think weighing yourself at the exact same time um after you've got rid of as much as you can in the morning where you can be at your lightest weight gives you the least chance for your weight to be like massively fluctuating. Yeah. So we've said stress. We've said time of the month. We've said water. We said not pooping. Another mm -hmm. one can be food. So yeah. lots of different again, things of food. You weigh, yeah. Salts, lots of carbohydrates. Food, for example. Yeah. And if I find that if I eat um, like red meats the night before, red meats take longer to digest in your body. So if you wake up in the morning, it's maybe not digested as well. So it's going to, you're going to be more like, um, you're going to see more weight on the scales, things like that. Um, what else is that? Oh, training. So if you've had a real intense training session, leg session, whatever it is, the scales can go up as well with that. You put a lot of stress on your body. Hormones mm -hmm. are flying everywhere. Like adrenaline's going, like everything's going on. So 
the scales yeah. are going to change so you train your 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 muscles are depleted and then everything you eat that day your body's going to try and use and keep all of that energy and and food to 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 use you're going to keep more water the water's going to be going to the muscles like everything your body needs is going to be like maximized you're going to keep and store everything so there's no surprise that your weight's going to be up so that's another thing like never weigh yourself at the end of a day i mean i yeah i wouldn't no me neither and also one is water retention so if there is one day this kind of goes on with like the food as well that if one day you have more salts more sugars I know like a lot of people suffer with this. A lot of women, especially we hold a lot more water. So you might feel puffy the next day. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, this is something that I experience. Um, I tend to hold a lot of water if I have more sugars, more, more salts. And that's going to change the scales as well. You're holding all them excess, all that excess water. So remember guys that the scales are good, but they're not everything. Can I just pick up two more that I've just thought of? And these sound oh, yeah. really dumb. These are really dumb Go. ones, but I guarantee people have done this shit before. And I've done this. I've done this not that long ago. So the first thing, weighing yourself with clothes on. Yes, everyone, your clothes weigh something. So get yeah. naked. <laughs> love your body. Get naked, Look guys. at yourself in the mirror, whatever you want to do, but weigh yourself naked. That's a good one. Um, and secondly... Don't hold your phone and try to take a picture of your weight. I did this once and I was like, why am I fucking heavy today? And I was trying to record a, a bloody, I was trying to record my weight so I could track it over time. And I'm quite forgetful. So I'm like, oh, I'll take a picture. But I'm holding my phone whilst taking a picture. Like that phone weighs something. So yeah, two really dumb ones. I mean, don't hold anything else either. Like, I don't know what you'd hold if you're yeah. holding your baby whilst trying to weigh yourself. A drink. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't do any of those. Get as naked as you can. Don't do any of them. Yeah, get naked. Yeah. But yeah. Donut time? Let's go. Donut <laughs> time. Uh, guys, so today I went to the nest again, obviously. And I'm going to show you. I've got a cream egg one. Oh, it looks so good. I'm well excited. So apparently, this is the second week in a row you've started your donut before I've even picked mine up. Apparently, um, I've had this donut before, according to Hayley. I don't remember, so we're going to pretend that I haven't. And it's a okay. billionaire yum nut, I think it's called. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, the chances are I probably didn't rate it because I forget every other week to rate the donut. So we're going to go with it. This is so good. 9.5 again. I love the flavor of their donuts. Okay. What are you rating? I don't know what to rate this. Maybe like a nine, maybe a 9.5. It's so good. The M&S donuts are really, really good. And they're like yeah, they're £1.20 really 20 a donut. It's so good. They've got to be the best so, value. First question. What was the last meal you cooked? Um, 
fuck. I don't know. My sister cooked me dinner last night, so what did I have for lunch? And I reheated some food yesterday for lunch. This should be an easy question, right? But it's not. It honestly might be. Did you see my post? Um, oh, yeah, you did, because we already discussed it. But when I had burger, I had a chicken burger for breakfast. Mm. Like, I had a chicken burger for breakfast yesterday, yesterday morning. And um, it was so good. I mean, my breakfast was late. It was like 11.30, so it felt like lunch. But it was the first thing I it's ate. Like I had a, chicken, had a chicken burger and uh, loads of... I had a big bowl of like yogurt with raspberries and honey. It was so good. Like one of the best breakfasts I've had for ages. And yeah, I'm on a fat in a fat loss phase. So if anyone tells you you can't have chicken burgers and lose fat, they're wrong. Yeah, me too. I'm on a fat loss phase. And I had last night sausages, jacket potato, baked beans and vegetables. I love baked. You said it looked disgusting, but I'm all it about looked- that meal. I mean, I'm sure it was tasty. It did not look. It was just the way you put your beans on top of your vegetables. <laughs> it looked gross. Yeah. I put it on top of my vegetables and my jacket potato. Mm. <laughs> it was so good. I love bangers, potatoes and beans. You did cook your sausages to perfection, though, I thought. They were, like, really well done on the outside. I hate sausages that are, like, look barely done. It's gross. Um, whilst you munch that donut, do you like modern pop music? Slash, who do you like? So let's just go with... What we what we're classing as modern pop music? Who cares? Let's just go with who do you like to listen to at the moment? Um... Oh. My usuals. Chris Stapleton, country singer. Amazing country singer. Seen him live. Mm. Um, do you listen to him? No, never listen to him. But I do listen to... Incredible. A really good country singer. He's that Canadian guy. I can't remember what his name is, but he's so good. That's the only country music I listen to, but... And then, oh, Rag and Bone Man. How good is Rag and Bone Man's new song? I don't know. Oh. Never heard it. Right, now you're going to go and listen to that after this podcast. You're going to go listen Why don't you just to Rango sing it to us? New song. Absolutely not. You won't <laughs> get what song it is. Um, I have been listening to, and I think I picked him up off like, um, maybe off of like a TikTok video or something. Like, a, um, but Thundercat. Really groovy, like tune. Oh, he, groovy! Yeah, he, no, honestly, like he plays bass guitar and he's the singer, and it's just like I don't know. It's I maybe because I play bass that I like like it, but it's uh, his music is just I don't know. He just looks so different to what you'd expect him to be. Hmm. I might have a look into him. Really good. Like you his, probably like know him. some of his songs. I like. Um, I like listening to people's recommendations of music. I guarantee I like you'll know one of his songs. Like, I don't like the typical... Well, I do some, but I don't like 
typical music what people listen to nowadays I prefer like country or rock music 80s things like that I'm a bit of a I listen to main, mainly hip-hop or rock music bit of a contrast but like yeah no but that's good I do listen to a bit of hip-hop like old I don't listen to like all the new I'm not ri- I tell you what I'm not Mumble a massive rap. fan of like new like yeah and grime stuff I'm not really a massive fan of that. That's not really me. <laughs> don't know, but that's not really me. Uh, Jake, do you, have you got any phobias? This is interesting. Uh, I feel sick even thinking about mine already. No real phobias, but I've never been a fan of spiders, uh, which I'm starting to... I kind of cured that in my last house because my flatmate hid spiders everywhere, like fake spiders. He hid them everywhere for like six months that I lived there. And I, over over a time, I just stopped being scared. And now I, I don't think I'm scared of them. I see them all the time in my new house because we've got loads for some reason. They don't freak me out. I just let let, let them be. I even picked one up the other day. I mean, it was tiny, but <laughs> I felt brave. And apart from that, I'm kind of I don't like heights and I don't like the dark. But I feel like every that's like inbuilt into us. So I'll still do a bungee jump because I like the thrill, but I don't like heights. But that's quite, I think that's quite normal, right? Yeah, but I, I, I'm, heights doesn't bother me. Dark, I'm petrified. Like, I know mm-hmm. some people don't like that. No, I'm petrified. I can't sleep in the dark. I don't sleep in the dark. I sleep with TV on, lights on. I I would hate don't, you. I don't go out in the dark. And another one, I feel sick even thinking about it, and I'm already itching, is, this is I, I can't, I don't know what it's called because I can't, I can't even type it in or anything in case stuff comes up, but I just don't small like, holes? Oh no, stop. Right. End of conversation. <laughs> yes, it is that I can't deal. I cannot is that it? deal. I cannot. Yeah. I can't deal I, with it. I, off the top of my head. It's called something like trypophobia or something like that. Um, oh, I don't know, but I can't deal. We've got to change. I, think, I don't know if that's like a, I don't know why, but I feel like a lot of people don't like that. And I don't know, because I even look at it and it's horrible. I don't know what it is, but I don't, I'm not fr- that freaked out by it. But yeah, I hate it. Ooh. Yeah, weird. Hate it. Right, change question. <laughs> so change I question. I know I mentioned, mentioned a while ago, I have uh, an acupressure mat and it's like little spikes. And when I get off of that, it like, I've got dots everywhere oh, like no. little holes in my back oh absolutely <laughs> um, disgusting right next question um would you ever use an online dating site no because i don't need to yeah it's kind of a dead question but uh okay in theory what do you think of them in theory what do i think i think they're good like when I, when i'm with my friends who uses them i always go on them and like it's like on the what's the one where i think it's bumble do you do you swipe on that one and then you you swipe on all of them not that i've ever but used that them. shows that shows <laughs> i don't go on these yeah, yeah but um i think it was bumble i was on and i was like having fun like swiping from a friend and coming up with some stuff to talk which is the one which girls talk first bumble yeah Okay, that's what that's what she was on, and I was having some fun on that one. I'll be honest, I've used them loads just out of boredom, but they're not good. There's nothing that replicates meeting someone in person and striking up a conversation that way. Because even if you 
get a good conversation flowing over text. It never is. It never flows that well. Um, and like, I guess they can be usual. They can be useful for like if you just want to go on a date, casual sex, all of that. But like in terms of striking up a good connection with someone, it's really, really hard to do over text, over like messaging. Yeah, no. Like, do you ever just even messaging a friend you or, or like your partner, you message over text and you just get into an argument and you're like, I didn't, I wasn't even trying to be aggressive. So that's why it sometimes I now send, so like I now send voice notes to my, yeah. to people because, and I never used to do this. And you know, like when I worked in London and I was before, before, oh, as I was training to be a PT, actually, I was working in this hotel and there was in this hotel that was working there, there was so many people from different countries and all of them would, I would listen. And it's never been a thing with me, never been a thing with my friends. And they would all send voice notes. And mm -hmm. I was like, why are you guys sending voice notes? But now I completely understand. It is 10 times easier than I understanding a message. It is better. But when you send me a voice note and I'm busy, it really pisses me off. Because I'm like, you there know, if you're that. like listening, if you're listening to Spotify or you're listening to a podcast, and well, I have to go pause the podcast and then listen to it, and then like, I don't know. Sometimes it can be annoying, but it's it is. You're definitely right. It like the in terms of communication, you can get across yeah. exactly what you mean. And I just think there's something that's it's really really hard to meet people in real life. You have to be a bit ballsy to strike up that conversation. Um, but yeah. I don't know that I, the only time I've ever gone on dates off of like dating sites is when I've come across someone I already know. And then it's just like, you both swipe each other and you're like, oh, bloody hell, I already know that person. And I like, didn't really think they liked me. So like I've had, yeah, I've dated a couple of girls okay. because of that. But other than that, like, I don't know. I just don't really rate them. Not yeah, for long term, like not for a long term solution. Yeah. Short term fun. I was going to say, so some of my mates just use it for like, you know, some little casual sex here and there. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't really have an opinion on it, to be honest. Um, right. So let's go back to scales. So now we'll talk about why scales can be important. So why <laughs> they are useful and when, when you would use them. Yeah, so, so a bit of a contradiction to everything that we've kind of discussed. I pretty much use scales for all of my clients. <laughs> I I think they have a place, in my opinion, for a lot of people. And the reason for this is that they are the easiest way to 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 track, just because it takes two seconds to stand on a scale, remember that number, and and step off. So they're by far the easiest, but like we've mentioned, I think they're, this is going to sound ridiculous, but unless you're using it with like some coaching from a professional, there's a lot of chance to like get the, like just misinterpret the data basically. Yeah, exactly. Scales are the easiest and are like a good way of seeing your results, especially if you're like, really overweight and you're wanting to lose some weight scales are 
the best. Super easy. You Super can see easy. the drop in weight. But obviously, when you're stepping on them scales, you've got to you've got to take into consideration all them um all the reasons why it might say a little bit different. So mm-hmm. yeah, scales are amazing. Step on them. I encourage people to use them as long as they feel comfortable and realize the negatives of it. Mm-hmm. You need to completely detach. I said that right, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. You need to, in my opinion, scales are something you need to completely detach any emotional feeling towards. So I don't care if you weigh 150 kilos or 50 kilos or 40 kilos of whatever the fuck you weigh, you need to, what even if you have some kind of emotional attachment regarding your body and you're not confident, and I mean, all of this you need to work on anyway, but if you have an emotional attachment to the scale, you're going to have a bad time using it. You a hundred percent. If you step on and you're a hundred kilos and you don't like that number, well, every time you step on that scale, you're going to start your day shit. So you need to completely detach that emotional side from, from that. 100%. It like, is just a, a, a unit you, of measurement. Me and you use it and we completely understand it. So obviously I mentioned earlier that I'm in my little fat loss phase. I've only been doing it a week. They haven't really changed that much because every day they've been going up and down due Mm -hmm. to my time of the month. So like, I mean, it from last, when do we start? Yeah. Today, last week. So last Thursday, it has gone down, but it's been going up and down in between. So I, I like to use it because I like to know I'm interested, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm a coach. I want to, I'm interested in learning how, what changes, um, what changes the scales and everything like that. And I'm intrigued to know how my body works. So stepping on the scales for me is, I love it. Yeah. But I have been there where I haven't loved it and been obsessive over it. So, and that's where I've kind of come away from it a bit worked on that and now i use them again and i see them as a positive yeah so i guess from my point of view i i mean i come from like a financial background i studied as an accountant like and then coming into coming into um being a pt and this is where like all pts differ because they have different backgrounds and different experience but i love numbers so for me, if I can see a load of numbers and a load of data, I can interpret that data and I can I find it easy to understand. So for me as a coach, I like to just have that data because in my from my point of view, the more data, then the more you have to work on in terms of information. So weighing yourself once a week or once every other week, for me, Actually, weighing yourself once a month actually has a lot of benefits because you you see bigger changes. But but yeah. weighing yourself once a week, for me, is almost the equivalent as like using a study, like a scientific study that uses a really small like group of people. So if you ever see like scientific studies, they should always be done with like a, a large group of people because then you get rid of any like bias and anything like that. And it's kind of the same with weight because like I said earlier, my weight fluctuated today a kilo from yesterday. So if I was to weigh myself this week 
on the day that I'm at my lowest, just by fluke, let's just say I weighed myself this week and I'm 75 kg. Let's just say that. And then next week, just by fluke, I weigh myself on the heaviest day because I, the day before, had a load of carbohydrates, a load of salt or whatever that made me gain a bit of water weight. I might weigh 77, 78. And then within that week, I'm I'm just going to sit there and be like, what? I've gone up three kilos. I've done everything my coach said. I had a salad for lunch. I... I ate those zero calorie jellies. Like, so using that's, I think using that kind of data is, is not useful at all. So once a week weighing, I, I just think doesn't really work. Um, so creating a weekly average. I think it's, yeah, I think it's all right. If you understand, like, if you do what you just said and kind of like look at it in the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Like if you were just going week by week, but then if you looked at the bigger picture, then that's, then that's great. Cause it is difficult with some people weighing a lot every week. Like if you were uh, doing it is, every day, it's, this is where it comes back to what I said. You need to detach your, your emotional response to the weight, because the more you can weigh yourself and not have any negative effect, the more accurate the data is going to be. And that's really useful. So for me, if I was to weigh myself, so for me personally, I weigh myself every single day and I track all of those numbers. So by doing that, I create a weekly average and that weekly average is pretty accurate. Um, And then I see week on week, my weekly average goes down pretty consistently at the moment. However, my daily numbers are like up and down like a roller coaster. So yeah. using that data is really not useful. But using a big data pool, I find really useful. Um, however, like you said, if you have a client that has a real emotional attachment to the weight, doesn't like getting on, often at the beginning when you're starting to weigh yourself, it's people don't like it and that's really understandable. Um, so maybe, yeah, that's where I would probably stay away from the scale the, for a yeah. bit or not really maybe use it so they can get used to it, but like not really take the data with much meaning because it doesn't Yeah, in a lot of circumstances, it doesn't have much meaning. Completely agree there. Completely agree. Because like just looking at the, looking at the bigger picture, looking at everything you're doing is so much better. So all them other, all them other ones we talked about at the beginning, like all the other ways of tracking that progress and everything, looking at everything all together is so much better than just focusing on that one weight on the scales. Yeah. 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 Cause essentially what, what, what is a number on a scale? Even if you are making progress, a number on a scale doesn't make you happy. And that's probably what everyone wants. They just want to be happy. Yeah. As like, it doesn't, scales don't define who you are yeah scales should don't tell you like you should feel like this you should like you should love yourself no matter as cheesy as it sounds but you should you should love yourself no matter what them scales say because if you don't even if them scales get to what you want it to be you're still not going to love yourself trust me so we like you need to enjoy everything else that you're doing look at other ways look at other progress you're achieving as well as have them on the side i mean i think since i've been like an adult i've weighed in a range of like 66 kilos as low as 66 
uh, up until I've weighed about 86, which is a 20 okay. kilo range. I'll tell you right now, I've never looked at the scale and seen a number that's made me go, yes, I've done it. Like not once, not once. So completely like Haley said, disregard that number. It's useful information, but it is not relevant to your happiness. It's not relevant to your success. And it's not, it's not relevant to anything in terms of like who you are. 100% agree. And I think that is a good way to wrap up today's podcast. 100%. Scales are not who you are. I love it. Yeah. So cool. thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. See you next week for another episode. Guys, if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. Thank you.